1: Rachel Dory
0: Michael Stevens
1: here we are another sunny cold day in Toronto is it cold outside it's very cold outside I walked uh, I walked my apartment to here and uh I was even hustling because you know I want to be respectful of your time and uh and let me tell you it, it even even with me hustling it was it's still pretty cold I'm wearing my hat inside that's how cold it is um but we are not here for cold takes, are we, Rachel?
0: No, we're here for the hot ones.
1: We're here for we're here for hot takes, scalding hot. Even as, as scalding hot as the meals I prepared for you on Mike's Meals for One.
0: Which you can catch on the Staff and Grab YouTube page.
1: Exactly. We finally did it. Apparently, Rachel is just getting in like you know an influx of DMs about just how how I need to finally Start start cooking and actually putting my Mike's Meals for One onto tape instead of just making random Instagram uh, uh, stories about them. And we finally did. We have two in the can. We have one that's already out. The debut episode is already out. The second one will be coming out next Saturday? Not
0: this Saturday, but the next Next one? Saturday, yeah. So every two weeks. Yeah. And then we'll do maybe like a Christmas baking one. Like oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do my cookies or we something. We can do that.
1: That'll be, that'll be a blast. That'll Rachel's be great. Rachel's
0: Christmas cookies, which are really just... Like really good triple chocolate cookies.
1: Amazing! Well, I can't wait for that. <laughs> my um, mom just
0: consistently bullies me into making them. So as
1: listen, if if I had a daughter and she made great Christmas cookies, I would make that contingent on my relationship and love with her. <laughs> Solid. So you know that's that's how it goes. Um, all right, Rachel. Well, uh, McDavid is back.
0: He is all the way
1: back. Connor McDavid is back. I think it's it's important that we we mention that because we spent we spent a lot of episodes through the start of the season, chronicling the Oilers' downfall, the Oilers' demise, if you will. Right. Um, and it's important that we also, that we make sure that we don't just kick teams when they're down,
0: we lift them up. We and do, Jack Campbell has somewhat found his game at the AHL level, mm-hmm. so good for him. Let's hope that continues.
1: Yeah. Um, he was granted, um, uh, like, an exception to bring Manny Legacy with him yep. down to the AHL, which and, which is someone he seems to work really well with. And, uh, hey, it looks to have worked there, so keep be, going.
0: Obviously, like leave him down there yes, so you so can he like can, figure everything out. We don't need to be going up and down like a toilet seat. And like, he
1: can also go down there and 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 live like the routine of a of a number one goalie again. Exactly, you know, like because even when he's in Edmonton, like it's always going to be a timeshare between him and Skinner. So it, that that's really good, but. Conor McDavid. I mean, look, the goaltending can do whatever, but Conor McDavid, he—if he's not firing on all cylinders, it's a problem. We don't know really what else is going to happen here, and yet here he is. He's back. The Oilers have won two straight. They've outscored their opponents thirteen to two in those good? two games. That's pretty good. It was a, a five nothing win and a, and a an eight to two win. So that's pretty good. Um, listen, any Oilers game that includes a shutout, you oh! take that. That is a OK. A shutty. That is a ok. Um, you also uh, he also has nine points in those two games. Again, pretty good, I would that say. That seems good. Yeah. Um, and he's he's finally doing because McDavid was like coming along at like that point per game. It's funny that is that seems to be his floor. <laughs> he's
0: horrendous and he's a point per game. <laughs> We're talking like
1: man, McDavid. He looks nothing like himself. Is he playing with one leg and he's got he's like a point per game and all that? But he's dominating games like he used to he got. He had a sixty-nine point six seven expected goals Oof. in the, that first game, and an eighty-six point one nine percent expected goals in the second game, which I believe was the five 0 win. That is pretty remarkable.
0: Yeah, I like. He had. I saw sports and I tweeted on a stat. McDavid had his twenty-third career three-point period on Sunday, which is so funny because there are. Like, I would say 95% of NHL players will not have a three-point game, let alone a three-point period.
1: I want to know how many, um, and I'd like to welcome our, our guest on the podcast, the person vacuuming, vacuuming. the hall of Rachel's apartment uh, building. Um, you know, a great guest that we just didn't announce. <laughs> Surprise. Um, no, but I, I, uh, I, wanna, I wonder how many Hall of Famers have 23 three-point games.
0: Versus, yeah, three-point periods. And this is
1: Hall of Famers who played like 19, 20, 20 15, you know, 20 years in the league. Yeah. Like, this, this is crazy. and But this is the dominant McDavid that, you know, like, we've come to know and love.
0: Um, yeah, I ran my model this morning. Yep. Model's like, yep, 132 points. So. How many players in the that's world? That's a disappointing season. Like, this guy. Have a disappointing season and put up 130. This guy can.
1: This guy can basically drop like 20 to 30 points from the year before and still finish with 130. (laughs) Like we need to. It's honestly
0: so funny. Like we need
1: to. We need to make sure that we appreciate greatness when it happens
0: because it's ridiculous. Because
1: this is not gonna happen. Like it's like with what LeBron is doing right now. He's literally 40 years old and he's dropping and he's averaging like 26, 7, and seven. And it's just like, like we need to. We need to take a second. And just not take this for granted.
0: No. Yeah, this is McDavid is <laughs> wolf. like this weekend watching him and Sidle mm-hmm. cook. I was like, oh, if, and, and Dreisaitl's back. If if they start like cooking
1: on a consistent basis, like again,
0: it's going to be a problem for everybody else, because we all knew I think we all knew that them playing the way they were playing, which is only at a point per game pace, was just not sustainable <laughs> Which is so ridiculous to actually <laughs> say.
1: That's such a ridiculous sentence. Just like, we know that them playing at a point per game pace, unsustainable. They would definitely exceed that. Yeah. Like,
0: like, <laughs> like we had last podcast, we had a conversation about how whether Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr were as good as Bobby Orr, and then we're sitting here, and it's like. Yeah, if if these two players only perform at a point per game, that is horrendous. We should burn
1: them at the stake. <laughs> like, we should uh, null and void their contracts.
0: Wild behavior, unbelievable.
1: But this also goes to show the urgency in Edmonton. Yeah, like you've you've two players of this caliber. One is one is a UFA in two years. I think the other in three.
0: Yeah, get it going.
1: Time is of the essence, fellas. Um, but the thing, the Drysaddle is back. Seven points in his last four games. He's putting the puck in the net. Thank you uh, uh, to his contributions to my fantasy team. I took him second overall, so a point per game player. A little bit of a disappointment for second overall, um, uh, which is great. You know, you know. Uh, the but the funny thing is, is that Stuart Skinner is still not playing very well, and the Oilers seem to turn garbage. things around. Like he's still, hey, he's a nice guy. I talked to him at the All Star game last oh, year. He's a nice, yeah, he's a nice fine. guy. But yeah, he's playing, he's playing like garbage. Yeah. You know, like it's, yes. yeah. So it's, uh, this
0: is not the nice guy league,
1: the, the nice hockey league.
0: It's the nice hockey league. Yeah. Where
1: everyone's just really nice to each other
0: and nothing bad ever happens. Nothing and, bad happens and there's on no the coverups that ever the happen. Ice.
1: Uh, I mean, we never, we didn't even put it in the, uh, you know, you're speaking. Of I co- just have
0: one sentence about that entire situation. Okay.
1: Okay. You knew exactly where I was going. Okay. Yeah.
0: I have one sentence and then we are moving because I will get heated. Yes. You, as an organization, the Chicago Blackhawks, Mm -hmm. have completely lost the benefit of the doubt to say organizational reasons uh, we're dealing with it internally because you have very obviously demonstrated that you're not capable of handling anything internally. And so, if Corey Perry says, I want privacy, then Pat Morris comes out, Corey Perry wants privacy. But in the lead up to that, you do not get to say organizational reasons. You get to say, we're respecting Corey Perry's right to privacy. The moment the organization says that, then, then it's fine and you leave it. But for the Blackhawks to say it's an organizational decision, and then for Pat Morris to say that it's Corey Perry's decision that just screams that the Blackhawks are doing ridiculous crap again. And it's got to stop. That's pretty much all I have to say. They also, you've lost the benefit of the doubt.
1: And my, my final thing is they, they, they could have nipped this in the bud right away. He, Corey Perry is 500 years old. They could like, he is a geriatric man. They could have said he is out with maintenance because, (laughs) because if, if observed by a physician, I'm sure a doctor could find something that needs maintenance on Corey (laughs) Perry. They could have done something of that caliber. Instead, they decided to be coy and therefore make everyone in hockey a true crime detective (laughs) and try and figure this out, which then breeds sinister, like... I will The one theory That I've seen The most Is one that I cannot say On on the podcast But I will talk to you About it after I would
0: say It is that theory I know what theory Uh, it is It is not that theory It's obviously not that theory
1: But it's But like That's what people Will go to thinking If you play it this way Because it's
0: happened On that team
1: Yes (laughs) But and it's also But like That is where people will go If you let The collective consciousness Minds wander We all We all have dirty minds We all wander To the worst case scenario um, so yeah, anyway, McDavid, McDavid is back, but yeah, the thing is Stuart Skinner. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting taxed getting right the off the dog, dog Ray.
0: I'm getting taxed right off the um, dog already.
1: But, uh, uh, Stuart's the funny thing is Stuart Skinner is still struggling despite the Oilers, the Oilers, uh, uh victory. The Oilers were winning, uh, the winning ways. If he turns it around even a little bit, this is, this is a team that is going to go on, be going right to the moon.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So I guess,
0: uh, McDavid's back. Step one. Yes. Idle back. Step two.
1: As long as you have those, because the Oilers, why they were playing, why, like why we were all ready to, to sound the alarm
0: is because they couldn't outscore their dog poop defense and goal. Keep in mind, this is a team that
1: went to the conference finals against the abs who like based on competition was one of the most dominant uh, Stanley Cup winners in recent years. Yeah. They only lost like four total games on route to the Cup. Um, Hilarious! They made it to the conference finals against that against that team with uh, Mike Smith In Net, who was literally handing the puck to opponents. Oh
0: my god! Yeah, against Calgary, like oh, against everybody. Like, <laughs> do you remember Rasmus Anderson. Yes.
1: I remember it all. Oh my God. I had, I had to read the news sits after that game. And it would, every game, it would, it would be, a, Mike Smith would literally be like, here you go. And like, you could just basically, you might as well start the game one nothing, Like down one nothing. Negative,
0: the, it's, it's the football minus exactly, 1. Exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. But uh, if it, so we've, why we were sounding the alarm is the fact that like, not only was the goaltending like 860 bad, it was that also the two, the, the nuclear weapons had been lost yeah you know so now the nuclear weapons are back they're so back you know you just need to need to make sure chernobyl is contained a little bit and then hey we'll be we'll be producing energy again exactly an an (laughs) incredible he says an incredible uh metaphor that i just pulled together at the top of my head be great um do you you have tax right off the dog
0: we are bringing back this is fine because everything in minnesota is absolutely not fine the opposite of fine. Bill Guerin looks like he wants to sear his entire team's head off. Dean Evason's head explodes on the bench four times a night. Can we just
1: say Dean Evason is is like for all the talk that we get of like torts being like intimidating or or like even Dean like. Evason. Laddy, laddy, Dean Evason is legitimately the scariest hockey coach I've ever seen. I would rather get yelled at by just about anyone. Dean Evason The intensity on his face,
0: like the meme, that guy's a meme. He's a walking meme.
1: He always looks like he's holding back. Like he always looks like he's holding back a death threat. Like his (laughs) bottom lip is always trembling. He's always holding back it. Like he is
0: like when, you know, how when Bruce Boudreaux gets like the redheaded and gets super angry, (laughs) he's just that. All the time.
1: But it's like, it's like quiet until it explodes. Like it reminds me like Rick, like Rick bonus was like losing his mind at Dean Evason.
0: Who by the way is back. Is back and
1: in the Jets, I was on game over Winnipeg uh, last night and it was a bit of a tough game to be on because the Jets looked like the old Jets, but the Jets man, before that game, they won eight to nine. Uh, they won in in bonus's first game back.
0: They yeah sh- a shuddy
1: a shuddy in his first game back like pretty not too shabby. Um, but like Dean Evason, like Brick Bonus is losing his mind to Dean Evason, and Dean Evason is like barely looking at him and then just goes like like come on like come get it <laughs> like like I honestly come get like, a taste.
0: I think if like if I were on a bench and someone was that calm, like remember when Patrick Wall is losing his mind. Against Bruce Buchow, yeah. of all people,
1: like, he was like bending the stanchion. I gotta get
0: Bruce on the pod to talk about that. Oh my god, we gotta get Brucey on the pod. We gotta
1: do it like right now. Like, like I, call yeah, him up.
0: Okay. I have to call Bruce. Um, like if if somebody was just that calm, cool, and collected, and then all of a sudden just went, I would be like, you know what? I'm actually not like, maybe that gonna guy's gonna that. kill
1: me. Like, yeah. maybe that guy's gonna like disembowel me on camera. Like he, like Dean Everson has like. And I say this with all due respect because I like Dean Evison. I don't want him to get oh, fired. Oh, I think he's fantastic. And we'll for talk the game. about it. Like, yeah. like Dean Evison has like serial killer energy. To be. <laughs> like, Dean Evanson, like, like,
0: like if not, you, if you, he's the, he's the dad. If you break his daughter's heart, you need to leave the country. Yeah, that, like that's the dad.
1: Oh yeah, if he, he's the dad. Where like, if you,
0: but it, then I've also heard that he's like the nicest man. <laughs> so like, I haven't personally met Dean Evison and like. Bruce is just a big teddy bear yeah. But like I've heard that behind the scenes Dean is just super nice He seems And like then that. he steps on the bench And this guy seems like he's he's
1: He reminds great. me of um I had this woodshop teacher In grade 8 I believe And his name is Mr. Healy And he was a really nice guy like in any other context But when he got mad he would do that thing where he goes like Get <laughs> down from there Like he'd do like the thing with like his
0: <laughs> The Ted Bundy like, thing Like,
1: like stop talking <laughs> like that kind of thing. And like, and, and it reminds Extreme me so much of Rachel's that.
0: dad. Bias. Yeah. It
1: reminds me so much of that. And that like Dean Evison seems just like a guy who would be perfectly pleasant behind the scenes. But when he's pissed, he, he like instills the fear of God in you.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: So the fact that the wild are struggling as much with that, with, with, with death lingering, over, lingering over them uh, is, is mind boggling because, um, And we talked about Edmonton before the Minnesota Wilds goaltending is Edmonton level.
0: It's not
1: great. They have a collective 872 team percentage right now or same percentage right now as a team. Is that bad? It's really bad. So the
0: difference between Edmonton's goaltending and Minnesota's goaltending is Minnesota has an in-house solution to their goaltending issues. They have the
1: best goalie prospect in the league like yes, one of them
0: edmonton could have drafted yes for and instead judd brackett yeah. got to tear his groin running to the stage they picked uh him. was
1: it hollow was it mcleod Xavier Borgo. oh god
0: yeah uh not ideal but minnesota should they choose has an in is he ready walter is ready the issue that they have is It would involve waving Marc Andre Fleury. They're not doing that. Which would be not a good idea.
1: Well, we also. Oh, look. Vegas. While we're
0: on uh, Marc Andre Fleury.
1: Yes. We might as well talk about the fact that uh, he exposed the the league for being all talk.
0: Him and Travis Dermott just doing. Well, just goes. And Logan Thompson. And Logan.
1: And Logan Thompson. But, like, it just goes to show. Like, so Marc Andre Fleury, he's married, I believe, to. Uh, a
0: woman of, of indigenous, indigenous Heritage. Yes.
1: So and it's Indigenous Heritage Night in uh in Minnesota. So he wants to world.
0: honor his family.
1: He gets a he gets a custom made mask
0: by an indigenous artist. By an
1: indigenous artist and like does a bunch of press with it. Like you know, like takes pictures it's a lot of social media uh, uh um like team inspired social media coverage over it it's they like, did a whole,
0: like story on yeah, it. yeah
1: a whole story on it. like the nicest guy in the league one of the most marketable guys in the league and Marc-Andre Fleury like everyone loves him he um, is
0: far and away the nicest guy in the league like I saw a tweet and it was like somehow the NHL decided that going after the nicest man and hall of fame goaltender was a good idea
1: yeah well he's like isn't he encroaching on well, he's encroaching on Patrick Waugh for like second all time and all time wins. Like he is, uh, or he uh, might have no, already he's passed. Not, him. He's got to pass
0: Marty first. Um, first he, yeah, he, but he's up there. Like he's going he's in the Hall three, of Fame.
1: Three, I believe. Yeah, yeah he's, he's going a in the Hall he's of a
0: Fame. Couple. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, But
1: um, uh, the I mean, he wants to wear it even during warmups.
0: Yeah, like first of all, goalie masks. We laugh we allowed Thomas Christ to go out with a painting on his mask that resembled the SS and we're telling Marc-Andre Fleury that he can't go out to honor his wife. But if you want to honor the SS potentially that you can do that. I feel like maybe um, you either are policing the goalie masks or you're not. And if you're policing the goalie masks, we might (laughs) want to police the racism before we police the um, wearing of an indigenous mask while allowing the Chicago Blackhawks to have a whole Indian on their jersey.
1: Like, they, the, yeah. And this is Thomas Grice, who got kicked off the German national team for Nazi sympathizing. Um, yeah, which,
0: by the way, like, I know people want to say that that didn't happen. That did happen. Yeah. That actually is what happened. They were like, you can't be here. <laughs> yeah, that is not allowed here.
1: And, you know, if we're talking about German stuff, you might know.
0: I would potentially be educated on that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but with uh with Marc-Andre Fleury. I so, want to see
0: what his mask is at. I'm going to check this. Oh, the auction.
1: It was like five times higher than any other item in that auction. But Marc-Andre Fleury, he 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 wears that mask to. um Or he's like the league had threatened to not only find him but then impose another like larger fine on the wild.
0: So the mask is at 16 grand.
1: That's crazy.
0: Which well done rich people.
1: The last I saw, it was at like five.
0: Yeah. So, so
1: wh- that's crazy. Um, yeah. So the league, <laughs> the league so cra- trying to deter it. The league goes, okay, not only are you going to find Marc-Andre Fleury, but we're going to then impose a larger like team in like sort of team instituted fine, which will likely be in like the hundreds of thousands.
0: Okay. So this is my thing with that. Are you going to find the the wild more or less than you find the Blackhawks?
1: It'll be or? less, but still like.
0: OK, so then if it is less, it'll be like a h- couple hundred thousand. Dollars. If it's a
1: hundred grand, then we know that wearing, so, that honoring your wife is one twentieth the crime <laughs> of the biggest sexual assault cover up in modern I'm not even, NHL I'm, history. I'm not even done Oh, yet. OK, OK, sorry. Apologies. So.
0: If it's a couple hundred grand, even if it's a couple million dollars, let's just say the NHL is like it's actually worse than covering up sexual assault. Let's just say Greg Leopold, I did some um, research, oh yeah, I is saw worth $3.6 with a B dollars. That would be less than 1% of his total net worth. It would be the equivalent yeah. of me purchasing a junior chicken. If he's not willing to pay that fine... His whole team should revolt against him. Now, I think he would be, Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to put that on him. But he should have gone down and told Marc-Andre Fleury, wear the mask, I'll pay the fine.
1: Yeah. Wear the mask. And maybe he did. We don't know.
0: And maybe he did. And if he did, good on him. Because clearly the NHL is not... Finding
1: they've called they've had their bluff called twice, three on times this. now, or three three times. Logan Thompson Logan and Thompson, Sergei Bobrovsky with the hockey fights cancer, but yep. they they made up some. I believe they made up well, some. That's a some, league
0: initiative,
1: and it's also <laughs> like oh well they they've worn it in the past I think or something like that. So it, it's like like they that was part of the the
0: Mark Andre Fleury's been married to his wife in the past. Did really, you know? what? <laughs> yeah.
1: he's, he's been he's, married to his current wife in the past. <laughs> yeah. Wow!
0: It is breaking news. Also, this was like the one time Alan Walsh absolutely do your do your tweets, bro.
1: Well, listen, I'm I'm all for Adam uh, Adam Alan Walsh popping off on, on the league. Like, oh yeah! But like this is where this is where a sword could have come in handy, you know? Like this is the God, where,
0: yeah sword with, with NHL with Gary
1: or something in the back. Like oh my god, would have been great. I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised he hasn't done that. But uh, so. Thankfully, he, he went out, he wore it and the NHL got their, their uh, they got their bluff called twice now.
0: So here's, I I was listening to Elliot Friedman talk mm. about this and he brought up a good point. So I think the reason that the rule was instituted was perhaps to avoid having things like the swastika and the SS painted on a mask. Because let's call it what it is. Let's, we should not allow that. On a mask.
1: You should also hope that like you don't have to institute a <laughs> yeah. rule. to get, Like you should also hope that like maybe the bare minimum, no one playing hockey for a living <laughs> is a Nazi. Like, like hopefully.
0: Yeah. So I understand that sort of thing. You don't want any hate symbols, but it would not be difficult.
1: This is the opposite of hate.
0: <laughs> it would not be difficult for the rule to state that you can use pride tape because it's not a hate symbol. And you can choose not to because it's your choice. Freedom of speech goes both ways, except a certain segment of society that we all know who I'm talking about only wants freedom of speech for themselves and not anybody else. But you can institute a rule that just says um, no anti like no hate symbols,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no symbols of war,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, no pre- prejudice symbols
1: mm-hmm.
0: can't have any of that. Not allowed.
1: But, Ra- so Rachel, but if you
0: want to honor cancer survivors, your wife, your father, your children, that's allowed.
1: So, Rachel, yes. I'm going to do some method acting for a second. Can't wait. I'm going to be like, you know, bill a bunch of numbers. I'm going to go. That's cool. What about straight pride night?
0: Okay. So the, what, I, the I, thing I, about straight pride is that you would have to be in a marginalized community for that to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And the old white straight guys are the least, like they're not even, I, I can't even take that seriously. I, <laughs> I've seen. And
1: scene. Um, but the, so great that Marc-Andre Fleury uh, did that. However, he is not playing very well this year. No, he's 875 not. say percentage. He's also old. He is also very old. Uh, Philip Gustafson, uh, you know, the, who had an incredible year last year. Um, eight eighty one, bad. So, so This is bad. Their their five on five save percentage is nine oh six. So you might go, oh, that's okay. No, that's fine. Uh, five on like nine oh six. That's a lot better than eight seventy two. Yeah. Well, the league average is nine nineteen at five
0: on five. Yeah. So you're fifteen percentage points below the league average. It's not going to cut it. And
1: the worst part of it all. The worst part of it all is that you know how we were talking about we we were looking at the Oilers and how like you know even when they because their save percentage was so low their uh, uh their their PDO was like 94 or something. It was absurd
0: it was gonna regress back to the mean.
1: The Wilder basically right at the average PDO. They're 99.9. 9. The average is 100 Oof. So this this just means they have even with the worst goaltending you can possibly have. Like pretty much the worst yeah. goal you can possibly have, I believe they've surpassed the Oilers when it comes to collective uh, say percentage, like as a team, as as at, at last. So the, the thing, league, what's interesting, still at like they're still they still have like what is considered like a league average PDO.
0: So this is where the this is fine part comes mm-hmm. in because I did some um, digging in the model. So remember when the Wild were like really boring to watch because nothing ever happened.
1: Pretty much our entire lives. Up so until like they're back to being ago. that they're yeah. one of
0: the better defensive teams in terms of like expected goals against like they don't give up a ton, but their goaltending is poop. Mm-hmm. But offensively, one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. So like I know Kirill Kaprizov has been battling something. They were without Matt Boldy for a little bit. But. Oh my god, like they're not only are they not scoring, they're not creating.
1: No, they're not doing anything.
0: So, yes, their goaltending is bad, but their offense is about half of what it was last year. And that is just not gonna cut it. And that's not a Dean Evison thing. Like he was the one that allowed them to continue to have fun with after Bruce Boudreaux and then Mike Yo came in and like made them b- b- awful. And then Dean Evison was like, actually, we're going back to having fun. Oh, Mike, and the, yo. the Wild were, don't get me started on that. Nah. Um, the Wild were one of the most entertaining teams in the league last year. They were. And so under the same coach, then they got Jason King, who's one of the better power play coaches mm-hmm. in the league. And it just, like, I don't know what the heck is going on, but they're not, like, I watch them. They're not executing. Like, they, their forwards haven't been able to execute a proper power play breakout. Like they can't make a pass. That's a problem.
1: This is, I also, and I know that like it need, I keep going back to like, I know it needed to happen. Like the buyouts of, of Parise yeah. and, uh, and Suter. Like it needed to happen just for like a team morale type thing to be able to move forward, you know, and all that. But I still think like, how could we have possibly expected a team that starts every season with like four with like
0: minus 14 million, with 14
1: million dollars of hands tied behind their back to, to be a Stanley Cup contender.
0: And you do, you can just see Bill Guerin being like uber angry all the time. And like
1: he's done a good job of building a team that is competitive with the fact that he's basically has to operate with 14 million dollars. And their less drafting than everyone else. has
0: been so good that they can actually afford to play with their draft picks mm-hmm. at nine hundred and fifty K. Like, they could afford, if they needed to, Volstead. They could afford Damon Hunt. They can afford Marco Rossi, who's playing really well. Like, Judd Brackett and his scouting staff have done such a great job of building that prospect pool that it is conceivable that they have six or seven impact players making below a million dollars because they're capable of stepping into an NHL lineup. But, like, you hear Pat Maroon talking about how it's effing awful. Bill Guerin losing his mind. Apparently, the owner is really upset. The reality of the situation here is they're just not creating enough offensively, and I'm sorry, but that falls at the feet of the guys at the top. That falls at Caril Caprioz's yeah. feet. Matt Zuccarello.
1: Zuccarello's performing well. He's got 21 points in 19 games. But they're not creating. They're not. Yeah. I right? want to list out the players who are making under like under two million dollars on, okay. on the wild uh, on on the wilds. I'm going to tell you
0: if they should be making more or not.
1: So you have uh, uh, like Marcus Johansson making two million, whatever. Ryan Hartman, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, he he already signed a contract extension. It's going to pay him four mil. Okay. But like, but right now he's making one point seven. Keep in mind the Wild. He's all, also that's kicking in. The Wild have I believe twelve million in extensions kicking in next year. They still have the fourteen million yeah. for next season as well. But Ryan Hartman one point seven mil. So he's over that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Duhame one point one, Th- like probably fine, roughly in the same. Uh, Marco Rossi. LOL. Yeah, 863. So you would think that he'd be making more. Connor Dewar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 800, 800 grand he's making. Hopefully he's making more. And then Pat Maroon's obviously making 800 grand. That's probably around where he should be making. Anyways. Right now. Um, but then we go to the defense. Uh, and we go like Alex Galagoski's making 2 mil. He'll probably leave whatever. Um, but then you have John Merrill at 1.2. Eh. Brock Faber. <laughs> is making not he is their like best defenseman <laughs> basically there. this year him
0: and Brodine yeah
1: and then Zach Bogosian at 850 um like these are like they this is a team that is operating and if you even want to extend they it,
0: traded Kalen Addison for
1: I for nothing because I they never understand. wanted to use him
0: I don't understand why but yeah so the wild mess. everything is uh not fine
1: yeah, well, they yeah they they Kaylin Addison was the central piece in the return for Jason Zucker, and they traded him to the San Jose Sharks for a fifth.
0: Yeah, I that I think that's an error. I think that was a desperate. They move. were just
1: never going to use him. He which, was always in another lineup.
0: Which is du- like that's the guy that should be quarterbacking your power play.
1: Well, they've, to be fair, they've given him that opportunity a bunch, but he, not
0: for a consistent stretch with the new power play coach. Oh yeah, my that's god, that's true. That's
1: true. So what what can they do to turn this around? Before we move on, real quick to. Uh, the Truba slash.
0: I honestly think that Bill Guerin needs to go down there and peel some paint off. He did. He already did. No, like, and, and basically like you got to send a message. Hey, like if you're not performing, I will waive you. Like someone. As much as I like Marc-Andre Fleury, they can't afford to lose Gustafson. I'll waive you or, or. They're
1: not going to waive Gustafson. They would never you know, that's do That's what that. I'm saying. Yeah.
0: You can't afford to waive Gustafson because yeah. you're going to lose him. Right. Or you take your medicine this year. Knowing that Judd Brackett with a top 10 pick is going to be LOL. This is the man that drafted Quinn Hughes and Elias Petterson right? That guy knows what he's doing. Judd
1: Brackett will somehow get Macklin Celebrini at ninth overall. Yes. Like like that, like somehow he will do that. <laughs> you you know, know what I mean?
0: Like if you arm Judd Brackett with a top 10 pick this year, that is the entire league is going to be on notice because that's going to be a problem. Yeah. So that honestly... Might not be the worst um, solution. there. It's just, just try and hey, convince not, the players of that. Yeah, we're not, but you can sell guys off, right? You can sell off Goligoski at the deadline. You can sell off John Mail. You can sell off Marcus Johansson. You can sell off Pat Maroon. Like you could do things to further arm Judd.
1: I fully agree with you, Rachel. Like I, I want to make that clear. I think that that this is a great idea. I and I to that I would say. Why don't you call Dean Evison into his off into your office and tell him the job is to now lose games and I see how he reacts? I will simply
0: not be doing that. And see actually. how he would react. I <laughs> might get a sti- I might get slashed over the head.
1: Oh well, that would be well. I hope Dean Evison has five grand lying around because apparently that's all you need to pay.
0: Like, if if I, I have a question. If I walked outside right now mm-hmm. and I slashed somebody in the head in the manner that, well, Jacob like if Shuba you Sh-
1: if you snapped a tree branch <laughs> off a tree. And just club someone in the head with it.
0: Would, would I be punished more than $5,000?
1: Yeah. You'd probably go to prison. <laughs> like, <laughs> or you would at least.
0: That's a weapon. The sticks are weapons.
1: Jacob Truba.
0: Literally battery. <laughs> and we
1: talked a lot la- last episode too about how Jacob Truba is like the nicest dude. Like he re- And he really we is. We love Jacob We Truba. love Jacob Truba. We don't love it when Jacob Truba tries to decapitate his <laughs> opponents. We don't like that.
0: Also, that was against the Bruins who are owned by Jeremy Jacobs.
1: So I feel like Gary got a couple cranky calls the next day. You don't say. Or woke up to a couple cranky. Well, aren't you not allowed? You're not allowed to call league office within 24 hours or something. So there's a cool down.
0: Um, Jeremy, something
1: tells me Jeremy's got the direct line, you know, like Jeremy doesn't have to go through the waiting you period. You can't call
0: player safety. I don't believe. But if you don't think that Jeremy is call, not calling Gary, that he was called like that minute. 100 percent jeremy was watching that game and literally picked up the gary phone yeah like you know like the bat phone yeah it's it's a red
1: it's a red like rotary telephone that's in the box that he picks up um but yeah so jacob truba like legitimately it was uh charlie coyle right
0: trent frederick trent
1: frederick yes like as during a a scrum regardless of whether or not frederick was holding his arm or stick or whatever it, (laughs) it ended up with jacob truba swinging like like you know, looking for a Batista with a drive deep left field, no doubt about it.
0: That tweet, like is the best tweet he, I've yeah. ever seen.
1: He looked like he's about to do you know, like that. And Buck Martinez goes swinging a drive, like you know, like in, into
0: Trent Frederick's face. Um,
1: <laughs> and Frederick, like obviously, it's just like he was
0: lucky. True was lucky that Trent, Trent Frederick is as big as he is because if that player, if Frederick's two inches shorter. That hits him in the eye. That
1: hits him like orbital bone. Yeah. Like, like, right. Like, and that's, we're talking
0: about an entirely different situation. We're talking
1: there. about like a season lost pretty much for, for a yeah, that every, player. Like, uh even with a even with an the, advisor.
0: So in 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 the in gameplay, like in the mm-hmm. run of game, you are responsible for your stick with the exception of a follow through. We see guys that are like just trying to bring their stick around. They hit a guy in the head that's a two minute high sticking penalty. Mm. And it should be. Right. And if you're bleeding, it's four.
1: Which is a ridiculous rule to begin with.
0: Yeah. I think it should be intentional versus not intentional.
1: Yeah. But then you have to like.
0: Then you're reviewing it and da 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 And then you have to
1: like, you get a judge in there to like judge intent. <laughs> but like, you're it's,
0: looking at this, you, I don't care what your intent was. You cannot whack someone over the head with that level of force and go completely unpunished. And
1: it also just happens to be true, but too.
0: Which it brings me to my NFL NBA comparison, mm. JC JC Jackson, JC Jackson, JC Jackson got four games, which is a quarter of the NFL season, which and, would be equivalent like to a don't twenty pay- game suspension. And
1: you don't get paid,
0: yeah, dur- during, suspension without pay. And I believe
1: he's making fifteen million dollars a year.
0: Yeah, so you get it's a lot of money. He got and why did he get suspended? Because the NFL said you have done too many things cumulatively that we now have to suspend you Mm -hmm. in the NBA. If you get too many technical fouls, it's basically the Draymond green rule. You get too many technical fouls. You have to, you are suspended a game in soccer. If you get too many yellow cards, you got to sit a game. Mm -hmm. The NHL needs, if you get too many fines, you get a suspension for a game. It's, it's the a cumulative idiot tax. It's the
1: death by, by paper cuts. If I, you know, like as a kid, if I'm, if I steal one cookie from the cookie jar, I might not get grounded. But if I keep doing it every day, my parents would be like, screw it. You're <laughs> two weeks with no TV. Like, yeah. you know, they're going to. And that's basically what we have to deal with here. And if you look at similar instances, like the most recent one that, that, that is, is uh, uh and this is, this is where we go, goes to um, where we go into like the. Uh, the contradictory you know, sort of nature of of um, player safety is that we we thought they were doing great to start the year. They set a precedent. Yeah, two extremely dangerous head hits that happened. Four games. It appealed. No, we're holding you to four games.
0: And you know, we gave them proper kudos. And you know what?
1: Proper kudos to jo- to George Peros. He. This is someone. Yeah. This is someone who really needs to be liked. Um. And and you know we want to do it. But Matthews got awesome. Matthews at the Heritage Classic in in Hamilton.
0: Obviously more intentional. Like he full blown cross checked guy. They,
1: look, they were both in scrums
0: and both to the neck.
1: Yes. And even even if you want to talk But with
0: it, excessive force. Matthews
1: stick. I I watched the clip of it because it was, it was like Matthews stick rode up. Right. Like, like, so it's not even like he was like, I'm going to paralyze this man. Like, yeah. right, you know, he wasn't doing that. Whereas Truba, he was like, you know, swinging wow. around. And then you look at the Chris Simon one, the most egregious example oh where he gets yeah. hit. And then he like plots the murder for like five seconds. And then Ryan Holloway goes around and he just like clocks him in the face of the stick and obviously this isn't as bad as that because there was like legitimately like a five five seconds of murderous intent in that like if you look at it you look at the at the the eyes of a murderer but to not even get a game
0: just one game i mean personally i think it should have been three or four
1: it should have been four
0: but at minimum if you think it was even if you think Trent frederick went like this you still cannot have your hands Like a baseball bat and swinging under no circumstances should you be swinging your stick at any point. So, that right there is one game.
1: At the very least.
0: And please institute the if you get three fines, you have to sit a game.
1: Absolutely. If you have to sit a game for missing the All Star game, you should have to sit a game for For slashing a guy in the head. For getting three fines. It's crazy. So, Yep. Yeah, who knows what, what crazy acts of violence Will happen between now and our next episode Rachel but we've reached the end of the line Obviously go donate to Jumpstart Um we love Jumpstart They're a charity of choice it helps uh You know, it helps everyone get uh, or helps kids from disadvantaged uh, economic backgrounds get into team sports. It's really important. Um, And then obviously subscribe to us on YouTube. uh, Write us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. And check out uh, the first episode of Mike's Meals for One um, that's on YouTube. And until then, we will see you on Thursday.